You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Foundation Radio. My name is Adam Barnard. Today is episode 30. This features an interview with my friend and rapper extraordinaire from Philadelphia, Asher Roth. This episode also marks our one-year anniversary with doing this podcast. And I just wanted to say on behalf of everyone that does this show, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. If you're just tuning in for the first time and you like what you hear, feel free to click that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. We're also excited to announce that we are officially on iHeartRadio, so just another place for you to check out all of our amazing content and check out everything in our archive. We hope that you're all hanging tight out there and you're all getting through as best you can. We are going to continue to leave you the coronavirus update information inside of our show notes so you can get real-time information from the CDC and also your local state health departments. We hope that the show's brought you a little reprieve, a little relaxation in this crazy time. So I hope you enjoy episode 30 of Foundation Radio with Asher Roth. going on man how's uh are you still up in philadelphia or are you in bucks county no i'm in philly i did duck back to see my parents and check in on them but uh they're now going through with a uh a kitchen renovation that they've been trying to do forever and they're going through with it so there's there's no uh <laughs> no space for me but everybody's yeah, good man it's good man that's good to hear i know i uh my wife and i we've been we've been tackling all kinds of projects we've had our kitchen light out i swear to god for like six months <laughs> we finally we finally bought one recently we we're like fuck it we're just gonna get it done and i took today off from work and i was like oh i gotta talk to asher and then i'm gonna you know do some stuff around the house and i'm like oh my god i can't believe this is actually done but now we're like oh let's you know say the cabinets down let's change the carpet you know it's just it's like this quarantine is really bringing out the uh, the bob Bila in me i guess but um, I'm glad to hear everybody's good, man. Um, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good that people are spending time at home and, you know, around their families and around people that they might necessarily just be kind of in and out with, with roommates and people you're sharing space with. And even just like, you know, for someone like myself who travels, it's very easy to just come home and n- not unpack your bag for like two or three weeks. So it's it's kind of cool that people are are forced to stay in their homes a little bit and, <laughs> and get creative so you know again I'm, I'm i try to stay on the positive side of things but i think as time wears on uh you know people do need to get outside and socialize and you know be operating functioning members of society so we, we are being it's a nice little test i was just gonna say i saw on your twitter um i think it was a couple of days ago you had said that uh your your niece was doing animal toast and I thought right. that was hilarious. I was like, that is the coolest thing I've seen in, in weeks. Like, that is amazing. I know my wife, Courtney, she had, um, you know, she's home with the kids pretty much all the time as it is. And 
been trying to come up with new and inventive ways to keep them sort of sane. And, and like she, I don't know where she found it. I don't know if it was just on like one of the mom groups on Facebook or whatever, but she took bed sheets and made hammocks under the kitchen table, mm -hmm. ate lunch there, man. And I was like, wow, that is like, is it's cool to see all of the creativeness that's flowing from a lot of this too. Like a lot of my friends and I, even on the show, we've been talking about how I'm curious to see the explosion of new music that's going to come from this quarantine, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for all of everyone's creative juices to get flowing and all the different things that are going to come from this. But um, what other ways are you like staying sane right now? Like what, what else do you have going on? That's kind of keeping you leveled while stuck inside. Well, the good news for me is the record just was released. So I've been, you know, focused on obviously promoting that. It's, it's a little tough being in the position that I'm in, mainly because w w I don't have a structure of like a publicist and a manager and an agent or anybody really helping me with the record outside of myself and then a core group of friends um, that, you know, are just doing it out of the goodness of their heart. So that's keeping me busy and and even though I teeter on uh not really enjoying self promotion uh but at the same time it needs to be done a lot of the times you know specifically with retro hash which was kind of my first independent record um and I was you know way way more uh, against self promotion then and people being like, I didn't even know this came out. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's been keeping me busy. Um, you know, I have that Park Sunflower Philly next door. Uh, so I'm able to kind of just pop out and get a, a breath of fresh air. I take walks down to the river and stuff like that. So, you know, but for the most part, man, I, I dig, you know, reading and a, quiet, a relatively quiet lifestyle. So this, I haven't veered from my path too much uh you know we we were making lighters for a while taking uh lighters and we we collage from some of the um magazines that i have like scientific american and stuff and tootsie pops that we have and we will we'll uh use glue sticks and we'll tape up lighters and i sent them out to a couple friends who i knew would appreciate them and i, I think that's actually been the most rewarding part of the quarantine so far is like sending some friends some care packages it's always nice getting like real mail nowadays you know but it's been fun man i i can't i can't i really can't complain um it's it's been an interesting time uh but you know a lot of people that i read in the news and a couple oh people God, yeah. close by have really really been affected by it so i definitely am not making light of the situation Absolutely. I mean, I know, I know people too, even just, I, I can't imagine. I know I work for, I work for a pretty large company and we've been lucky. Like, first of all, I'm, I'm grateful to still have, be gainfully employed. Right. Cause right. I know a lot of people that have lost their jobs, their incomes, their businesses are closed. You know, I, I go to a, a barbershop in Kenneth square. I don't know if they're going to reopen, you know, they just right. opened up their, you know, new businesses and, and all that. But, you know, I, I'm also concerned about the way that I guess, Americans in general, and I don't want to generalize, right? But I, I feel like there's a certain nexus of people that are just not taking this seriously and acting acting as if this is some kind of, you know, pointed attack on them and they're out protesting, not just in Philadelphia, but you know, all over the country. And it's just making things worse. Like, where do you think where do you think this goes from here? Like, how long do you think this is gonna last? And like, do you think there's a way that we can kind of get out from underneath this and say, okay, yeah, like now we're finally done? Like, or do you think it's just gonna continue to get worse before it gets better? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I, I for the most part, I'm kind of just, uh, you know, listening to what's going on, and at the same time, just using my better judgment and and being cautious and being patient. 
But I think at the same time, there's been this coaching in America, and and it's kind of a tale as old as time of like this individ individualistic, you know, uh, you know, me and then everybody else. This kind of me first, right. and right. I think that actually has come come to backfire. I mean, you're seeing places in uh, in and around the world south korea for example that have a much more communal um rather than just the the mastercard slogan of we're all in this together people actually <laughs> understand that they are and that's been something for me i mean working in music um has really allowed me to understand collaboration and you know it takes a village and all of those little mantras uh and how important it they really are and this is a huge test for america and you know based off of its leadership based off of the communication that's been happening it's it's a fail but at the end of the day we are we need to realize the importance the stuff that would have helped us get through this um on you know again more macro like you know, understanding cooperation, collaboration, uh, you know, teamwork, you know, this, this sense of we are genuinely all in this together, not just, uh, not just the, this, a slogan to sell some things or hope people donate. I mean, that's still, that's for me, the most frustrating part is we have some of the wealthiest people in the world that have been taking advantage of the system for X I, amount right. of years, and they're asking the common folks who have lost their job to donate and 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 save save the sinking ship, and that's what's frustrating for me from an outsider. But where we go from here, I mean, that's the most important question, and that's what we need to be be talking about. Not necessarily on this call, but I just sure. think in politics, you know, and I just think in in policy in general, like. You know, there, we have an opportunity to realign our priorities. We have an opportunity to look at ourselves and say, how have I been spending my time? I mean, like even these, you know, nine to fives working all the time, obsessed with work, going to, to the Capitol and marching to get back to work is actually strange, you know. And I do understand that work gives a lot of people people's lives meaning and helps them with identity. But at the same time, it's like it's amazing to see people start to tap into hobbies and interests and things that if you're not working, what would you be doing? And I think it's scary for a lot of people um, to say, wow, I have time on my hands. Like, what do I do? Uh, it's much easier to just kind of wake up and go to work and not really think about it. But hopefully this time of, of thought and observation and even fear, I mean, looking at fear uh, lends itself to a kind of uh, a new America, so to speak, uh, one that's not so, um, you know, predatory and something that's a little yeah. bit more understanding and patient and uh, not so, you know, you know, for the most part, abusive on, on a lot of people, you know, people, a lot of people are getting taken advantage of. But is that the reality? Uh, it's hard to say, I, you know, I can only do so much. And I, I try to just talk about those themes and talk about those ideas via music um, right. and you know hopefully people stop trolling uh, you know celebrities on the internet and start yeah, trolling dude. their politicians and their representatives I think we really do need to realign things and 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 have a real discussion about where our priorities sit in this country but 
Um, one of the things that I've been trying to do, you know, and, and kind of what we're going to talk about here today is like, you know, I, I struggle with anxiety bad, man. And I, mm-hmm. you know, every day, like going out into Philadelphia is like, holy shit, like <laughs> I got to put my mask on. Did I bring enough gloves? Do I have hand sanitizer? Does anybody around me cough it off? You know, and, and like even taking the train, you know, within the past month and a half was, was like putting my life in my own hands. But Mm -hmm. one of the things that I really loved about flowers on the weekend was just how genuinely relaxed I felt while I was listening to this, you know, like I, I felt like in a lot of ways I closed my eyes and I could picture myself in like this real swanky jazzy bar or even like a bar like Jake's right in Westchester, just sitting with the warm air hitting me relaxed and not a care in the world. And it was nice, man. It was nice to just like whine for a second. Do you feel like that was, is that the point of the record was to just release like almost like a mood music in a lot of ways, right? Just to feel not, not necessarily to say that this was something that was a reflection of the COVID outbreak because, you know, nobody would have known that, but do you think that was sort of the, the overall message the point of this record was just to, just to relax, you know, just to, to have a, a release from the day to day? Yeah, I think ultimately, ultimately, yes. I mean, considering what the sessions actually were, you know, Rob and I getting together on Wednesdays, I mean, picking up uh, some Modelo and bringing him some American spirits and just kind of like kicking back and, and making music. And even a lot of the conversations that you and I are having right now, uh, you know, about politics, um, that stuff led to the creation of music like hunted you know there's no difference from you and i having a conversation about where we go from here and our relationship with politics american politics and and money and and there's no difference between that conversation that i had with rob and a couple other people that were in the room and creating hunted and singing we don't really need it just to have a good time but gotta get that money so that we can stay alive. Gotta get that money. And like, you know, making observations about what was going on. And so there was no real intention behind any of this. You know, at the end of the day, it was just making music with my friends. But the fact that the, the sessions were so easy and so fun and enjoyable to be in, um, and for that to be reflected in the music and for you to hear it and be like, wow, this is such an enjoyable listen and it's relaxing and fun to listen to. Uh, it, that just kind of goes to show that like, you know, you know, the power of music and when you're creating it with the right vibes and the right people, it's like, it can, it can be very healing for people. And ultimately I think this album was healing for myself and healing for a lot of the listeners who might, who might need some of these, uh, some of these things that they've been thinking about and have it, hearing a voice sing about them or rap about them and say, hey, I've been thinking about the same things. It's funny you say that. That's actually, I, I think a lot about the first time we we, we had our meeting in, in 2017 and I, I kind of referenced back to that piece that I wrote for it. And um, mm-hmm. one of the things that you said in that that's really stuck with me kind of this entire, there's two things you said and I'll tie on to the other one later. But the first one you said was, most important story to be told is one that is about progression and growing up, finding and bettering yourself. And then you just said that this album was really about a healing process for you. And I, I really feel that in the record. You know, I feel that almost beginning to end. Almost feels like it's a, it's a real time progression of of not just healing, but also like finding yourself. You know, and mm-hmm. and I feel like is that that's that really like spoke to me in a lot of ways. And um. There's a lot of themes that you talk about in the record, you know, with, like I said, with the purpose and direction and, and almost like a knowledge of self. 
Um, do you feel like that? Do you feel like this record was like a like a sort of a process where beginning to end you were still finding yourself or do you think it, this was this record was a result of that sort of self journey in ways well i think it's a never-ending journey i mean it's the it's the never-ending story with falcor hey. and, you know this is yeah. this is something that goes <laughs> on forever man this is this is a life's work but at this moment in time um in my 30s everything that i've experienced over the last 12 years this is the most centered that I've been in a really long time. And I, I attribute it to the people in my life, um, the pace of my life, and, and having a, a sense of home. And those things are very important. And they're also like stuff that is kind of being ripped away from us in a weird way with the internet. You know, obviously communications become very analog and people are corresponding with people and in, in, in very like, quick um fashion where they're actually not really having a conversation at all they're not not even necessarily in the room with the person they're having a conversation with um you know and a sense of home i mean you've got this whole um you know push for like oh i'm i'm in bali answering emails and this whole wanderlust of how you can travel anywhere and you don't need a job anymore and you know this whole push for you know freelancing and work from anywhere which i guess is a little different than home but there is there's something uh you know really nice about uh what my girlfriend said about she's been with me since uh since uh the the outbreak and she mentioned how working from home has been interesting for her because she doesn't have her drive home that kind of breaks up her day and so I thought that was so interesting because I've all I've been working from home and I've known that due to my productivity levels, um, I, I it'd be nice for me to leave the house, you know, and and be able to to come home. But um, you know, with that being said, there's an importance to those routines and those habits. And now, don't get me wrong; they can be healthy, uh, unhealthy routines, and they can be unhealthy habits. It's just kind of who we are as creatures. But if you can get in a space where you have healthy people around you, um, if you have, if you've got yourself into some healthy routines, I do feel like that those are some keys to uh, a mental well-being. Um, and obviously, when you, when you're feeling mentally well, the physical kind of follows. Um, and so this album for me, I think this is, you know, the healthiest I've been, um, mentally, you know, and, and, you know, as I look through the, the projects that I've done in the past, uh, when I was some of my, and when I was at some of my saddest, I was still doing pretty good work. I mean, I was pretty darn bummed out in paps and jazz. I mean, I was, uh, and with Asleep in the Bread Isle and, and Seared Foie Gras and the Greenhouse Effect, I was just carefree. I wasn't really thinking about anything at all. And so I think this is the first time uh, in a project that I've been able to, like, have thoughts, you know, ge- genuine feelings and emotions um, and, not, and, and care and genuinely care and still make music. Because I do think sometimes that stuff can get in the way of the music. So it's, it's balanced. It, it's fun. Uh, it's, 
to me, it's thoughtful. Again, we can't all be Joni Mitchell and like writing amazing <laughs> songs at 22. <laughs> but like, you know, it's a life's work. It's, it's going to continue to go on forever. I hope that I'm forever evolving. I hope that I'm forever, you know, getting better um, and doing little things every day that allow me to do that. And those little things show up in, in my routines and habits. And, you know, then there's the other conversation of being able to take a left when you typically make a right and how that helps for growth, you know? It was, it's so funny you said that. I literally literally wrote that in my notes today for talking to you is is I feel like, you know, when I listen to back of the class, something, you know, like back of the class and, and you know, you're like, I never graduated, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I basically I made it OK. You know, like mm-hmm. I did it. And I and mm-hmm. I, it really when I listened to that and I, I sort of reflect on it. It was like, you know, I, I graduated from Westchester, but I. I left there, I still felt like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, like Mm -hmm. I had no idea where I was going and I was like, what do I do now? And for me, my life's journey has always kind of been about learning life and living life on life's terms, right? Like just taking everything one step in front of the other. And I, and I, I feel like I listened to this record specifically and I, and I kind of look at your catalog, you know, from Brett Isle to, to now it's, it's almost like you're following your own path right like you have this and it's pretty evident in a lot of the lyrics that you that you you know you say on the album it's it's this you could have gone right and gone to this 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 path but you didn't because you didn't because you went left when you could have gone right you know you weren't necessarily the wayward traveler that you thought you were but you you kind of embraced that and now you're happy you're in a position where you can create music that's authentic and real and talk about things that maybe you wouldn't have talked about. Maybe you wouldn't have explored in your own emotional uh, well-being and your and your depth. And um, do you? F- how important was it in in making music now and making this album? Was it for you to sort of stand on your laurels and say like, no, I to a certain extent, like I I did this my way, and I am out of where I'm at right now. How how does that feel to be able to say that? Well, I made that decision nine years ago, you know, <laughs> I made right, that right. decision a really long time ago when I was, you know, in the situation that I was in and I, I, I felt like, you know, I was being cheated of who I really was um, for the sake of industry. And like, you know, that's not a bad thing. It's just it's just a choice. And, uh, you know, in back of the class, there's literally so many lyrics that I bet, I like in, in short, it says trust feelings, uh, go in, you can bust through ceilings one by one, you know, and like those yeah. lyrics about trusting yourself and trusting feelings, like, you know, it's not nothing never said before. Like it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been said and, and people need to trust themselves and you hear it all the time in words like, you know, intuition or instinct or, oh, I had a gut feeling and I think if people really listened to themselves and and acted on how they're feeling, they'd end up in a place that it feels more familiar. Now, it's tough. I mean, a lot of the themes that we can go into uh, are very complicated and 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 uniquely human. And I don't have any of the answers for them. This is just my personal experience and and the circumstances that I've been dealt with. Um, and for me to trip and fall into music as an outlet and to have an audience uh, and, a, a, and a sense of responsibility to that audience and myself, I thought the, the best way forward was to listen to myself and to, and to listen to my feelings and how I felt about things and, and behave from there rather than 
think how how I'm how should I do how should I operate you know maybe I should be like this and more people will like it or if I do this um, people will take me seriously or anything like that I kind of just cut all that stuff out um, and and just kind of streamlined right to you know listen to yourself you know be who you are and you know what will be will be and you know, again, that kind of sounds a little cliche, but I just think at the end of the day, it's just the truth. It's, it's the truth for me. Right. And that's, and I, 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 you have to live that truth. You have to be able to stand front of yourself every day and say, yeah, this is, well, this is who it, I am. You know, it's just so hard, man. I mean, it's just <laughs> so hard. We're inundated yeah. with so much information on who we're supposed to be. And now they've got, yeah, man and I hate to use the word they, but like now it's like technology has this down to flashcards of who you're supposed to be and what your job is supposed to be. And like all this identity stuff, all of this, I am a male, I am, you know, blonde hair. I have, you know, this is my job and my, I'm a lawyer and I graduated from Rutgers and like all of this stuff that quote unquote defines you. And Right, what right. is what is so um, I guess frustrating for me, but again, I, it's only frustrating when I think about it and talk about it. But it's like what defines people to me is their kindness, their openness, their honesty. I mean, these are characteristics of like who they actually are, and instead of what's on their like business card or where they graduated from or the money that they have in their bank, like that's fine. I mean, that's great. Like I'm all for the game. You know what I mean? Let me, let me go through, I don't know if you're playing any of these, any, any games on, uh, these on systems and consoles, but there's plenty of opportunities and Sims and second life and animal crossing or whatever that you can create these, these identities. There's even face. I was going to say there's even Facebook too. You can just literally create your, an entirely different Sona, an entirely different identity than what you actually are as an individual. I know Facts. hundreds of people, hundreds of people do that on Facebook. And I know these people in real life and I'm like, you're full of shit. You are literally full of shit because I know how you are as an individual and here you are presenting this mask, but I feel like it's easier for people to do that. Right. And I, when you totally said about easier to do it, man, it's easier you said to this, do it. You said this idea about understanding who you are as an individual. And, and you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I struggle with that myself. You know, I, I struggle with the idea of who I am as the individual, you know, because I am an empathetic, emotional male, does that make me less masculine in the grand scheme of things, right? And what, who sets the parameters for masculine and feminine, right? And who sets these ideas and who sets these boundaries? And it's, it's, it's this, even with my own kids, you know, I, my, my children are young, but I think about them going to college and doing the college experience. And it's like, well, what if that isn't for them? What if they want to go backpack somewhere through Europe? And what if they want to go and explore the arts? And what if they want to go and, you know, go into the trades? And who says any of those things are, are different? You know, I know my day-to-day grind, you know, sucks for most days. I come home and I have outlets. I have this podcast. I have my photography. And I, and I do these things that make me feel authentically me. And I think society, pre- they, they're, they're, you're right. Like, every, there's just this this model. There's this formula that they use to present us to these things, and it's like it, it's just, it's almost, it's it's crushing. It's suffocating in a lot of ways. And I and I I think it's I think it's really important, especially right now, while we have the opportunity, to sort of be by ourselves and isolated, is to 
start exploring those themes, you know? Totally. But also like a lot of that and the pressure uh, and the anxieties stem from the, the idea of the individual. But what about if we started thinking about who we are in, the, in regards to the collective? Like, who are you to your friends, to your wife, to your children? Who are you when you show up? Are you truthful? Are you listening? Are you, uh, you know, uh, are you um, receptive? Like, those type of things are, don't show up in the stat sheet. You, you're not going to put that on Facebook, you know? You're not going right. to put that on a business card. But it's, I'm a huge fan of baseball, right? And there's like in baseball, a lot of the times, uh, coaches say things like this guy, a lot of the what he does doesn't show up in the stat sheet. And that's talking about like hustle, good base running, you know, right. all of right. those jazz that help win a game. And, you know, it's kind of what bothers me about um, the environment and the world and the way that yeah. people behave with the world and earth mm -hmm. and not understanding that they are part of it. So it's really scary with the individualism that is getting coached. And I'm all for customization, man. I'm all for this is my sure. phone background or this is my phone skin so I can find it when it's on the couch. Like that's all fine and dandy. But I think that there's, it's, it's a little bit scary when we have a coaching that me first um, yep. I go first and then somebody else. And I think we're seeing the downside of that right now with this pandemic, people under not understanding that this, you are connected to this person, this person's connected to that person, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if that still stays on, on the thread of what we're saying, but I, I do think that like, there's a very important realignment and readjustment that needs to be made specifically here in America and probably in other countries as well. Um, but specifically here that we have a responsibility to each other um, and, you know, uh, and making those appropriate adjustments, you can still get rich and buy a jet ski and, you know, you can still do all of that stuff. Um, but at the same time, being, being, honest, um, being less greedy, uh, all of these things that are uh, an underbelly of this kind of individualism that's been coached, um, uh, you know, kind of needs to take the back seat if we're going to move forward uh, in, in the right direction. But I don't know if it, it's going to be the case. All I know is I can control my own actions. Uh, you can control your own actions. And hopefully we move forward in, in, a, in a much more productive state. Remember, I, I tweeted this and I and I felt so strongly enough that I emailed you mm -hmm. right away as I was listening to it. And I was like, you know, this honest to God is, has been my favorite record that I've heard probably in quite some time. I'm not just saying that because you're on the show. I like I, I really genuinely enjoyed it that much. And one thing that that I that I tweeted out and then I sent to you prior or after that rather was um, I said that the album is one of the best encapsulations of the essence of Philadelphia in musical form. There's a sound to the city that only those who live here can hear. Mm. I know that I feel it when I walk into the city, right? Like if you walk into a section of Rittenhouse Square or you walk into a section of Fishtown or you walk really anywhere inside of Philadelphia, there's like a beat that you feel. And I, and I, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain to an outsider to, in ways that make sense that they don't look at you like you're nuts, but like how I, I feel like, and the other thing to sort of tie into this conversation was 
one thing that you, you know, in our, in our previous conversation was, you know, you had said authentic authenticity got me into the door in the first place. I really feel like this is an organically authentic record, mm-hmm. not just the, not just your sounds, but also the sound of Philadelphia. How did you manage to capture that sound, that essence of Philadelphia so perfectly and so succinctly? Do you think it just had to do with the fact that you came home and you had no preconceptions about, you know, anything you were supposed to be? I know we've kind of talked about that a little bit, but what was the, what was the process that, that allowed you to explore that sound and, and, you know, and make it so prevalent on the record? Well, I think it's because it was made by people who live in and around Philadelphia, you know, and when you, you know, music is, can be relatively regional. Yes, it can, it can be global and worldwide, but there are some acts and, and sounds that may never make it out of a city. But for the most part, the people that I grew up with and who are born in a similar generation of, I, from, of myself, are like, we're all kind of influenced by similar things. And, you know, regionally and specifically to Philadelphia, we also really appreciate live music and, you know, jazz and, um and that world so you know i i think it's just when you when you make an album with people and in a city that appreciates and is influenced by those things i think it ultimately comes out that way but um yeah and there's no music industry here man it's not like you have to make music for with music industry looming over you you're not like rarely are you are people doing shows here with like (laughs) A and R's and you know managers <laughs> in suits there. It's right. just mu- music lovers and appreciators. And this album was made with love, man. It really was. Now I know um, one thing I wanted to talk about before we tie up here um, is the block party, the all love block party. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's probably not going to take place this year, or maybe mm-hmm. push back into the later year. Um, how excited are you to continue to have this live festival every year and this live concert to do this in the city? And, and, and I know, I know how excited I am to always go to live shows in the city. There's just this, there's this kinetic energy to it. It's just this excitement, any show that I'm in the city and I can be outside, but I feel like the block party um, has been rather successful. I feel like it's been, it's been a, a way for everyone to these massive sounds in the city to be expressive and to show how Philadelphia really does it. How excited are you to continue to have that thread going? It's nice. I mean, it's nice to have a, you know, uh, something to take place in the physical world, a day in the summer where everybody gets together. And I think that's been the greatest feedback that I've gotten is that, you know, Philly's still pretty segregated in regards to there's South Philly, there's North Philly, there's Rittenhouse and then, and there's West Philly and people pretty much stay in their areas. And, the greatest feedback that I got is there's people from all over that come out that day and just come to hang out. Uh, so I'm excited about the block party, but I'm, I'm more excited about Sunflower Philly. I think like, yeah, tell me more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Not even necessarily just the park. I think the outdoor space is obviously wonderful and that's where we hosted all of last year just to have people come out and, and see the space. But it's this, you know, open air venue space, so to speak, that people can kind of just come and make mistakes and have some fun and, and, you know, we'll go down there and, and play backgammon or, you know, play some chess and stuff and just be outside. Obviously, um, you know, all hippie stuff aside, I just a huge, <laughs> huge push towards people continuing to have a relationship with nature. I mean, that's something that I would, I would love to discuss uh, and, and make sure people understand is like not losing touch with the natural world. I mean, like I understand. Right. right the themes of space and I understand the themes of going to Mars and stuff, but 
we are earthlings right now. And I know that kids may be born after 96 or something are on a dif- different frequency, but a lot of us are of this earth and we are earthlings. And um, that connection with nature and the natural world is extremely important to me. It's extremely grounding and centering and I really encourage it. So for us to have an outdoor space here in Philadelphia where we have a little back garden where we have just been go- growing sunflowers, but we, uh, we'll throw some pumpkins in there too. And well, there's rosemary growing and uh, a lot of that stuff as well to help with the scents and attract some butterflies and some birds and things. But I'm really excited about Sunflower Philly because it's a open air space in, in Philadelphia that lends it's itself. It's so cool, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at some of these pictures. It's amazing. I love the. I'm a big fan of the, I don't want to call it graffiti because it's not, I don't think it's a fair term, but just the the intricate lettering. I'm looking at right now, like there's a bunch of <laughs> national flags here. Like, I just love this shit so much. Like yeah. I am excited. I am excited to come down and check this out when we're all allowed out of our houses again. But like, sure. this is, I mean, this is, this is something that I would be into. And I, I just love, I love how passionate you are about this. And I, it's, I think it's wonderful. It's unique, man. I mean, for the most part, I'm not sure what my uh, relationship with music and uh, as a, you know, job and our career is going to lead. I, I've, no idea, but I do know my, uh, you know, appreciation and love for community. And I think Sunflower allows us uh, for better or for worse to connect with people and get people out of their homes and, and real life. But also what we're doing online with, with Sunflower Philly on Instagram, we're providing resources for people like, you know, allowing them information that for the most part is really hard to find when it comes to local government. And I just want people that are listening to this to understand it's a really scary time. And I think that national politics are theater. I think it's all theater. But where you can really invoke change is on these local levels. So I really hope listeners are focusing locally, focusing on things that they can see and that they can feel. And don't let the news and all of this other stuff freak you out. Be present and and work locally, and I think that those we can slowly start to invoke the change that we want to see. So, Sunflower Philly is my contribution towards that belief of let's put you know a space outside that's not being used, a, a barren a barren land. Let's let's turn it into something that's functioning and fun. Uh, we'll throw some events that are really based in community and and, and ideas. Uh, I all love block party kind of being the culmination of that. And in the meantime, we'll continue to direct like, you know, positive information your way and not just clickbait, you know, not just stuff right, that's, right. that's that's rooted in negativity and fear just to get people distracted. So uh, I'm really excited about Sunflower Philly and its contributions and see where we can take that in the next three to five years. Um, and yep. hopefully I'll be making a bunch of really good music in the, in, in between. <laughs> I'm looking at all of the resources that you have on this website right now. And it's, and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes for the listeners, but it's sunflowerphilly.org. Mm-hmm. And there's an entire section about art. There's an entire section about music and what's really cool on here. Um, there's a lot of great resources here about sustainability, not just mm-hmm. with composting or recycling, but there's food and health, there's city mm-hmm. initiatives, clean energy. I mean, there is tons of information on this site and I am. I'm excited to see this because I'm a, I'm a firm believer. There's a great, uh, it's down on, uh, I think it's 20th or between 19th and 20th and chestnut right along one of the walls there. There's a sign, there's a piece of graffiti that says climate change is to a pandemic. Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck, fuck. That's, that's great. (laughs) 
<laughs> like that's mm-hmm. the kind of shit that people need to talk about. But mm-hmm. um, this is this is absolutely fantastic, and I'm I'm really looking forward to to being a part of some of these events that are coming up. It looks like you. This would normally be the part that we would talk about some of the events that you have coming up in June, or you know, but it looks like some of that is postponed. So I'll make sure that as they come up, we'll we'll definitely funnel that out to the listeners and and go mm-hmm. from there. But Adam, I appreciate it, man. I just hope everybody's still drinking some water. I mean, like, you know, make sure you're staying hydrated and feeling things. <laughs> Obviously that's how you know you're alive, but uh, I, I hope everybody's taking care of themselves. Again, uh, if anybody listening to this is, is from the Philadelphia area and is experiencing kind of like, you know, we have resources on, um, uh, food banks and, uh, and we have uh, free diapers and uh, baby food and things of that nature that might be a little bit difficult to find on the, the government website. So we just tried to streamline some of that. But other than that, yeah, Flowers on the Weekend is out now. It's super available for, for streaming. It's a nice, relaxing listen, you know. Uh, it's, it's fairly fresh in my mind. And, and uh, any of the stuff that people purchase on retrohash.com, it come there's a, a some more vinyl left there there's uh some uh flowers some cbd flower uh collector's item on flowers on the weekend.com uh there's a few of those left and uh they they those come with seeds that you can plant with parsley and uh, a couple other herbs basil and some things that you can plant so uh, again keep a keep a relationship with the natural world um, take care of yourself mentally and hopefully the physical follows. And even if you need to go physical first with jumping rope or going to the gym to help with mental health, there's no right or wrong. Uh, and trust yourself, listen to yourself and, uh, and hopefully people, it starts to reflect it on the, on the outside world. But that's really all any, uh, it, quote unquote advice that I could give to any of our <laughs> listeners. Uh, but I appreciate everybody taking the opportunity and specifically yourself to, jump on the phone and have a conversation about what's been going on. Absolutely, man. I really appreciate you uh, uh, bearing with me while we work out the technical difficulties here. Um, hopefully, when we're all able to get back together, I'd love to meet you at Silk City for a beer again. And, Always, uh, you know, chop it up, man. I really appreciate it. Asher Roth, thank you so much for your time, man. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Appreciate it. Adam, thank you, you too. About that, not the wheel of the race or the mousetrap. Got a band, real friends, and a proud dad. I ain't even graduate. How about that? Oh man, it's a shame. Gotta teach yourself, teach yourself, but please don't beat yourself. You gotta reach out, seek out, peep out. Somehow they seem real wild, familiar. For real, see the possibilities. All's real with a constant and drive. No time, ain't trying to minimize. Stop trying to operate within the lines. Free will to just feel it, trust feelings. Go in, you can bust through ceilings. One by one, don't rush through silly. Might miss all the fun when you just too serious. Get out, get something, get the blood pumping, get the bass pumping. No joke, 
gotta let go, let go Can you hear me? Am I speaking to the dead, bro? Out your head, man, forget what they said, yo Think it for yourself, is the best mode, let's go Get to it, the school of making the stupid The rudimentary rules, they're using to no use No, you gotta do it yourself, you know well And wealth, it won't help develop you, oh well Can't tell you where or what happens Ain't no closed caption, life is all action Ain't in no classroom, passing while passing Classes all backwards, that's why I'm rapping I sat back on the the most important story to be told is one that is about progression and one that is about growing up and one that is about like finding and bettering yourself mm -hmm. and not becoming complacent or not just taking what's just handed to you right and and really getting in there and finding what it is that you want to do and going after that Radio is recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and Sam Kreps. Our intro and outro music is produced by Dumb Ugly. Special thanks to Greg Mead, Joe Keen, Jeff Quinn, and Dr. Ruth Almy. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Foundation underscore radio. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Foundation Radio Pod. This has been a Foundation Radio production. 